What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Um, probably one of the one of the few times you'll uh, hear me not out of breath when I'm uh, <laughs> talking because I'm actually not walking around my neighborhood. As a matter of fact, I'm probably not going to be doing that for the rest of the next week here. Um, so I like to kind of stay stay at home during the nights uh, whenever uh, my oldest is not here. So Atticus is actually on a mission trip to. New York for the week. So um, we're very proud of him and uh, can't wait to uh, have him come back on Saturday and tell us of all of his uh, uh, stories and everything. But um, uh, aside from that, it's just, you know, it's been crazy as far as work goes and, you know, creating customs, of course. I'm actually working on a, a Wayne Gretzky jumbo right now. I finished up a, a Little League coaches booklet earlier today and just uh, really enjoy that. I love love doing that stuff. Uh, aside from like you know real work, it's you know <laughs> it's not not the greatest from time to time. But anyway, um, uh, interesting topic uh, came to my mind whenever I was reading uh, something on Twitter that somebody actually uh, mentioned me on. And so uh, Tyler, uh, I guess it's TGN Cards, said I never really understood the point of buying cards just to put them in boxes and store them away. If you're not displaying them or seeing them often, isn't it kind of a waste of money? That might be a hot take, but that's how I see it. Uh, Robert Morris, he's the Dow sub fan. He's a uh, V Mark Teixeira super collector. Um, this is where the mention of, of me came in and got my wheels turning. He said, I understand this view, but for me, it's about, uh, it's about owning them and marking them off the list. I think the next step in, the next step in evolution is the Tanner version uh, at Tam and BB fan. That's, that's my Twitter handle uh, catch and release. I had it at one time. Now I'll let it go back out so I can get more seriously thinking of that approach. And so I actually responded to that uh, on Twitter. I thought I'd go in a little more in depth here, but I said, I I've seen both sides of the fence and so much joy and so much joy can be derived from both. Being a completist, and by the way, guys, like, what is it? Is the term completist or completionist? I'm not really sure. Let me know. Um, being a completist does tend to endure hefty amounts of FOMO, uh, if you're missing out, and a sense of duty, if that makes sense. Still, it gives purpose, and in the end, is quite impressive to see and fun to root for. Um, so, I'll kind of, I've talked about this subject quite a bit in the past, and I. I would like to dive in a little more here because I, I think it's a fun, it's not only a, a fun, you know, kind of thing to, to really observe on both sides. Uh, but, you know, I'm also talking to collectors constantly that are uh, on one side of the fence looking to go on the other side. And so naturally these questions kind of, you know, come to me and they ask me my thoughts because I'm, you know, pretty public about what I've done with my collection and, and where I've gone and, and where I'm planning on going, that sort of thing. So uh, I actually was uh, talking to a friend um, who said that, you know, he's actually just getting out of uh, doing the super collecting thing. And he was talking about just uh, how he would get chills at night um, going to sleep, worrying that he might be missing out on something on eBay when he went to sleep. Now, for some of you out there that are listening to this, that might sound like really strange, um, but... I will tell you 1000% I identify with this. I remember going to sleep being like, okay, am I missing something or waking up at two in the morning and being like, oh God, check eBay, see if there's something that 
you know, that's out there. Uh, waking up in the morning, first thing you do, reach for your phone, check eBay, see if there's anything that's been listed. Um, you get almost kind of like these cold chills when you wake up in the morning and you check the sold listings for whoever you collect, hoping and praying that, you know, you didn't miss out on a steal or, uh, you know, super hot card or a steal on a super hot card. That's the worst. <laughs> that's happened to me before. In uh, fact, I've, uh, I know that this has actually happened at uh, some of my quote unquote competitors. There's a guy that actually dropped uh, a couple grand on a card uh, that was listed overnight because he was afraid that I was going to get it. And I was like, well, I didn't tell him this, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't willing to pay a quarter of what, <laughs> what was actually listed there. So FOMO is real. You know, you're there, there are people out there and I've been there as well uh, that are interested in paying way, way, way higher <laughs> for, for certain cards out there because they're terrified of the competition getting it instead. Um, as a super collector, that's a very big deal, especially if you're in the mindset of, quote unquote, got to have it all. And as I've said in the past many, many times, I think it's probably a healthier way to collect when you actually say, okay, I don't have, have to have it all, or I don't got to have it all. Uh, instead, um, there's a whole lot of uh, fun cards out there, uh, and I'll pick and choose what I want. Um, still, being a completist or completionist, there is a, a definite sense of purpose that it gives you. And it, yeah, it does pigeonhole you into a certain thing where you get tunnel vision and you don't see anything else uh, of value <laughs> when it comes to, to collecting a lot of times. You know, it's, it's all about getting, you know, the craziest collection of this one person or team or whatever it is. Um, and I get it. I understand. And from the outside looking in as a spectator, it's fun to watch people go on these quests and build something. And furthermore, when something uh, hits a critical mass, you always get people that will jo uh, drop their jaws when they see what you have accomplished, which is really fun. Also, it's very rewarding um, to say, hey, yeah, OK, I've not only do I have an autograph, but it's a thousand autographs of this person or 500 or whatever. And they're not just duplicates. They're, you know, they're from the super rare to the not so rare and everything in between. And it's fun to be able to see these collections that are fanned out. And, you know, that's how you get into, you know, magazines to be able to get uh, articles posted about you or featured on websites or all kinds of likes and loves and wows on social media. You know, it's what everybody goes for nowadays too, I guess. Right. And, uh, and so it's fun. It's fun to be able to do that. And, and also, as a super collector, that's kind of what fuels you going forward, doesn't it? Like, you have a lot of people are like, man, that's so cool. That's so cool. It's almost like they're cheering you on. Go harder. Go harder. Go further. And that's just kind of, you know, the nature of the beast. It's like a, a self-feeding system, I guess you could say. <laughs> Where if we didn't have social media, I don't think that people would be as big into collecting. Um and certainly I don't think there'd be as many super collectors out there, or completists or completionists or whatever. Um, so, you know, but again, the problem is, is when you get into this mindset of I'm going to sleep, I'm nervous about going to sleep or even taking a nap or something because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. <laughs> you know, that's, that comes along with it. You know, that's the, uh, that's the sense of, of FOMO, the, the, the urgency of, oh no, the, you know, gives you a whole lot of anxiety when you do this. So, um, so obviously if you don't know my story, that's part of where I was at and 
overnight, just like that. Once I decided that I'm out, I'm not going to try to get everything. Um, and, and by the way, I, I felt almost kind of like I was letting down uh, the hobby, uh, the hobby community to uh, to walk away from what I was doing. But eventually I said, OK, I'm not going to not collect anything of Kinseiko. I'm going to come back and get you know some of my favorites or whatever. Uh, that's the balance, the healthy balance that I found. And, uh, to this day, I have zero worries or, or stress or anxiety about going to sleep or, and I don't reach for my phone immediately, uh, because I'm, you have to check eBay and I'm worried now. Now, let me tell you this, keep in mind, I do check eBay constantly throughout the day. Um, and it's not just Canseco cards, it's, it's all kinds of other things as well. Um, which by the way, y'all, if, if anybody out there has like a Simpsons Lego set, I would love to get it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's so many other, other cool things out there. Like I always think, uh, how, how fantastic of the concept that there is that there's all kinds of treasure out there on eBay just waiting to be discovered. And it's really kind of, I guess that's maybe more of a materialistic kind of view or whatever, but from a reseller standpoint, I think that's probably kind of a fun, uh, fun take on it saying, you know, Hey, the world's your oyster. You know, it's a, it's one big treasure hunt. You know, that's why I like buying and selling a lot of times too. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So, so the place where I'm at right now, uh, it, it certainly isn't as quote unquote fun because I'm not getting five, 10, 15, 20 packages a day of cards. Uh, I remember doing, uh, you know, monthly wrap ups of, of mail days on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tanman baseball fan. And, you know, I would have like a hundred or 200 cards that came in for that month. I'm thinking, man, that's a, uh, that's crazy. And it was, it was literally like, okay, here's this prototype. Here's this one of one. Here's this patch card. Here's these 20 autographs and so on and so forth. And, you know, kind of lost its specialness a little bit as well, I think, um, which is understandable if you're, if you're getting everything all the time, right? So nowadays though, man, like I don't remember when the last time was I picked up a Kinseiko card for my collection to keep. Uh, I know I did get one the other day. I've, I've gotten probably a handful of them, you know, that were really just kind of because they're good deals and I, you know, traded them away or sold them. Um, but, uh, you know, like the one that I have now in my collection is a, is a, uh, I think it's a 2020. Let's see, man, it uh, sucks getting old. It's uh, difficult reading that small print. It's, it looks like it's a 2020 Stadium Club Superfractor. Yeah, I think it's a really cool card. Um, and this is only on this is on my desk right now. So that's why I can you know think of that one quickly. Um, there's probably a few others I've I've gotten around here recently, but but still like daily, no. Weekly, no. Uh, Every month or so, I might get one or two, but there might be some months I don't get anything at all. And that's fine. It's like I, I look at this more of a, you know, satisfying certain categories. Uh, so when it comes to barrels or knobs or uh, super fractors, and sometimes I'll go over them or sometimes I'll uh, go over the allotted one uh, <laughs> one quantity to satisfy, uh, you know, something. And and sometimes I'll, I'll uh, upgrade and that sort of thing. But uh now that I am looking through the hobby through that lens, uh, things are so much easier. Um, there's not nearly as much anxiety because there is none. There is no anxiety, which I think is exactly where we should be as collectors. There shouldn't be any anxiety or or feel of need to get anything. 
I think personally, that's for me, you know, <laughs> that might be different for everybody else. Some people might thrive on the anxiety. <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't relish that one bit. Uh, but anyway, so to be able to have uh, just a nice little grouping of cards I really love. Um, now, keep in mind also, that means that you're, if you're just going to satisfy one type of card, uh, you know, for each category or whatever, keep in mind that means that you're likely not going to be the top dog, the number one of your uh, you know, collection or whatever. But the question is this. So? <laughs> Who cares? There, there really only can be one number one. And uh, do you really want that kind of pressure or that kind of stress? Um, and if you do, then hey, more power to you. But uh, if not, just realize there's, there's really probably more anxiety and stress when it comes to trying to be number one or catch catch number one than anything at all. You know, this hobby is is great to be a, a stress reducer and you know relaxation hobby, that kind of thing. So that's that's what, the way I like to see this. And so, you know, the the one thing I've said in the past before as well is when you're going and uh you know really kind of collecting maybe all a cart, like where you have one or two cards per category or whatever, as opposed to everything, you have a lot more disposable income to, uh, you know, really kind of do other, other things as well. You know, for me, as I've talked about several times before, that could be Transformers, comic books, muscle figures, Voltron, Lego, and there's a lot of other different things out there. Obviously, pre-war uh, vintage baseball cards is, is my number one, um, you know, so... Uh, I don't know if it's my number one over Conseco cards. Probably, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult. That's a difficult thing. So they're they're right up there as well. But anyways, it's something that uh, you know that you have the flexibility to explore these other avenues that can be just as satisfying and just as fulfilling. And I've talked about this in the past before as well, where you know I I really kind of I find these little subcultures, I guess you could say of of hobbies and uh you know muscle figures for instance is like a really good example where you have people that they live and breathe this stuff they've got all kinds of figures all over the place and they've got posters and they commission people to do art pieces of drawings and paintings of the muscle figures and they've got shirts that they wear and uh it's wild and i love that stuff i'm so fascinated like i don't, I don't really i'm not really into them nearly as much as uh, any of these other guys are. I actually just sold a bunch of them um, that I didn't really care too terribly much about. Uh, but like, it's so fun to see that every little niche has like these hardcore collectors, you know, they're really big into it. And so being somebody that doesn't collect hardcore into every everything or anything really at this point, um, you know, it's it's fun to be able to dabble and, you know, rub elbows with these people that are like super hardcore passion into it. So uh, now that said, uh, when it comes to all of these little hobbies I have, they they enjoy it to be in, I like picking up uh, certain grail pieces uh, for each as opposed to having a bunch of nothings. And I've kind of taken what I've learned in the baseball card hobby and applied it to these other hobbies. So, you know, that means instead of spending a bunch of money on you know, let's say for comic books, all kinds of, you know, thousands of, you know, 50 cent comic books, I have taken the route of, you know, basically using that money to get like 
a you know one good comic book or two good comic books uh and i've found myself so much more satisfied that way instead you know plus i mean it helps a lot in terms of uh room as well my my space is finite so i don't have i don't have really much more room to you know to to really display anything else anymore these days but um but it sure is fun um to be in these different types of uh, fandoms or hobbies and uh and the only way that i'm able to do this is is because I'm not pigeonholed into, you know, collecting one certain player. Uh, and there certainly is a, uh, you know, a category here in, in my life of uh, collecting Conseco. In fact, my favorite place to look, I would say, in my office is, uh, you know, my shelf that's got like three, uh, three tiers full of Conseco cards. Uh, you know, most of them are real. Uh, there are some of them that are custom that I've created in, you know, they mesh all together super nicely and, you know, just really enjoy them. Um, and, uh, you know, to go back to what TGN Cards on Twitter said, you know, I never really understood, you know, people buying cards to put in boxes. That's where I was as a super collector. And some people aren't. Some people uh, uh, are a super collector and they they have a spot for everything. They have, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 15 bat barrels or knobs or you know, laundry tags of, of certain players or super fractors or whatever, and they display all of them and, and they just love each and every one of them. And that is their thing. And let me tell you something like, you know, more power to you if you do that. I mean, it's uh, if that's what you want to do and, and you love it, then please, by all means, go ahead. Uh, but I think the, the warning would be to people out there that maybe that isn't their thing and they feel like it should be their thing. Yeah, no, no. The the thing that should be your thing is what you enjoy most. That gives you the least anxiety, <laughs> I think. Anyways, uh, that's that's kind of my take on it. Um, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. So feel free to uh, message me or write me what you think about this. And if anybody out there is looking at becoming a super collector or is looking into uh, stepping away from being a super collector and has any questions or needs kind of help to get over the hump either way feel free to email me and I'd be happy to give you my thoughts. Uh, my email is tanmanbaseballfan at gmail.com. And uh, thank you as always, everybody for listening. I hope you have a great day.